Hello there and welcome to A Skater's World, the brand new figure skating podcast that is carved by you. It's me, Active A, and in our very first episode, we're going to be getting to know the gorgeous Chloe Roche and discussing the highly requested topic of braving the blades. Here's a sneak peek of what's to come. But I think the big turning point for me was realising that you're not in competition with anyone. And like that girl having, you know, a double axle, she wasn't born with that. She's worked hard and she's learned it and she can be my inspiration and I can aspire to be like her rather than looking at her and feeling jealous and like attacking myself. Now, Chloe has been a virtual friend of mine from the very beginning of my skating journey. And some of you may better recognise her as her previously used Instagram handle, at Bambi on Ice. Now, I've absolutely loved getting to know her through recording this episode, and I feel that her positive outlook on overcoming both the mental and the physical hurdles that she has had in her personal experience is something that we can all learn from. However, before we get stuck in, I would like to say a huge thank you to one of our very first supporters of this new podcast, Spiral Magazine. Spiral Magazine is due to be the UK's first ice skating magazine brand to relaunch since 2012, later this spring. This newly created publication aims to rise up and become a popular, identifiable source recognised within its ever-deserving category of ice sports. Its elegant and sophisticated appearance is acknowledged through the definitive and appreciable illustrations and its inspirational and educational content has an easy read approach which is aimed to appeal to all skaters. Within each issue, readers can expect to engage with a wide variety of content, including interviews with well-known brands, discussions with a wide variety of athletes from a range of different levels and an insight to the life of some well-known influencers from differing ice sport backgrounds. Not only this, but it will also include ideas for flexibility and fitness workouts, as well as much more. Make sure you don't miss out on the first release by showing your support and following the Instagram handle at Spiral Magazine UK. In addition, if you or your brand feel passionately about featuring in one of the future magazines, you can reach out to the brand directly using the email spiralmagazineuk at outlook.com. Now it's time for us to get started and it's with absolute pleasure that I get to say a huge welcome to our very first ever guest, Chloe Roche. Chloe, hello. 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 Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your experience with everybody. Oh, Amy, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) No, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, for those of you that um, don't don't actually know um I kind of wondered whether you would mind just giving a little insight into kind of your background um and to share a little bit about how you got into this magnificent sport okay so I skated for about a year when I was younger but completely unseriously it was basically just me wanting to wear a pretty dress like I didn't really try that hard (laughs) um and then Ever since then, though, every Christmas, I love going to the winter rinks. I love going to Winter Wonderland just to skate. And then it kind of dawned on me that maybe I should do this more often. Maybe this is something I should add back into my life. Yeah. But I was really scared and intimidated by all the people who had skated since they were younger. 
so I put it off for about a year and then I just got over it and I was like do you know what I'm just gonna try and if it's horrible and really embarrassing I just won't do it anymore Um, and yeah that's how I got into it really amazing so I guess it's quite similar to a lot of probably our listeners out there and I think I don't know about you but when I first started skating it was more because I'd like watched all these lovely shows on television that kind of had inspired me to I wanted that feeling of being really graceful on the ice um but actually it turns out when you go and start for the first time it's not quite as elegant as that is it (laughs) absolutely not I remember seeing all these videos on TikToks of people doing these amazing spins like Suze on ice absolutely love it but I got on ice and I just couldn't do it and it was equal parts frustrating and hilarious to me because it just felt so fun like it didn't feel graceful it didn't feel elegant but it made me so happy that I knew I just wanted to continue yeah I get that so so how old were you when you first started um, when I was younger, I think I was probably about, I did it between about nine and 10. Wow. Okay. And then, yeah, when I started back, I was 21. Wow. So it must have been quite different approaching it as an adult to what it is as a child. Yeah, definitely. I think it was easier in some senses for me than other people, because obviously I had the confidence from when I was younger, but doing things as an adult is hard sometimes my body just does not want to do it like I will go into a jump and I'm so determined to do a massive jump and my body just goes nope and it doesn't happen <laughs> yeah it's one of those things isn't it and I think sometimes even though your body as an adult probably is quite capable of some of those things I think when you return to the ice as an adult it, it becomes more of a mental barrier doesn't it in that kind of those those fears and those worries of not knowing like if you're going to be okay yeah definitely so we're going to talk a bit more about um anxieties and things a little bit later but as you're aware kind of the aim of this podcast is to provide a safe space for listeners to kind of pose their questions and seek advice on any areas related to figure skating um kind of regardless of what stage they're at um in their own journey um and i think a lot of our listeners are quite intrigued to know like a breakdown of actually how you get started Um, And I just wondered whether you would mind explaining kind of what your approach was when you maybe more so for when you've returned as an adult. Um, Did you go to lessons? What what was your approach? Did you just go straight back thinking, yeah, I've got this now? Or were you a little bit more nervous? How how did it go? Um, Okay, so I was really, really nervous. It took a big pep talk from all my family and my boyfriend, but they were like, just go. It makes you so happy. Just try it. So I joined an, it was an adults only coffee morning class. I think a couple of rinks do them, but they're amazing. And I just met the most lovely people, you know, all variety of ages. And I just had the most wonderful time. And then I realized that every other week I had a lecture, so I couldn't go. And on the weeks I couldn't skate, I was really missing it. So I started to have one-to-one lessons with the coach who taught the coffee morning classes. Okay. on a Friday on those weeks and then I just fell in love with it and after that I was like I'm just gonna do this for the rest of my life yeah um so lovely yeah that was it really and then I obviously I had to move rinks because that rink unfortunately went bankrupt so the second time I just contacted the head coach at the rink and I said hello you know here's what I can do on the ice do you have any coaches available to teach me and they put a coach in touch with me and that's how I went from there really Oh, fantastic. And I think it's one of those things, actually, because there is no real correct approach to it, is there? I think some no, people definitely prefer, not. 
Yeah, some people prefer to go straight with group lessons and other people prefer to go with coaches um, on like one to one basis to get that kind of real like specific input on their own technique. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, I, you mentioned about coffee mornings, like I joined as a beginner skater with group lessons. And actually, I quite liked that because it made me realise that I wasn't the only one that was at that beginner stage, which I think you do feel like when you first start, like you just feel like everyone's better than you and that you like it's difficult. You shouldn't be there. Yeah, absolutely. I think group classes are amazing. Also, because you just have, like you said, that social side of it, which just makes it that bit more fun, I think. I think one-to-one lessons are great for improving, but they can be a little bit lonely. And like you said, it does feel like everyone else is better than you. But that's the thing. Everyone has been where you are at some point. So I think people need to bear in mind that it's, you're not perfect when you first stand on. There is a long <laughs> <No>. journey. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But talk to me about your skating gear. Lots of people are interested in kind of what what they need to get started. Now, I don't know about you, but as soon as I decided that I wanted to be doing this quite seriously, like I was like, yeah, this is sport for me. I'm absolutely falling in love. Um, uh, the first thing I did was get a pair of proper skates. <laughs> um, like yeah, proper boots. that is important. Um, did you do the same? <laughs> I reckon I did about a month in I thought do you know what these are so uncomfortable I need to get something a bit better because they're a pain the yeah 100% and I guess like with skates you if the more if you're practicing the same pair of boots every time you become more consistent because you get used to kind of how your boots feel on your feet and where your weight bearing is going and things so it, it does help with your technique I guess yeah definitely and they're also a lot sharper which can really help because I don't feel like in rental skates you can get a good feel for the edges and it's a bit slippery and scary yeah I don't think it's great for your confidence really but it's definitely a good place to start yeah 100 percent. and I think like you say um sharpening those skates as well is really important because if your blades are blunt then you are going to slide everywhere and I think even now I try and get my skates sharpened probably once a month I mean bearing in mind i probably do six to eight hours of skating in a week but again you you want to make sure that you're keeping on top of making sure they're they're uh, nice and sharp um yeah that's really interesting to me because I started skating in January 2020 so obviously that is a year on ice but it's not actually a year on ice if that makes sense (laughs) yeah it's safe to say there's been a few hurdles along the way this year isn't there just a few yeah so I've only ever had my skates sharpened twice oh wow but yeah I think I definitely prefer to skate with sharp skates I feel like both the times they've got blunt I've really struggled so I think that going forward obviously when I'm back in a consistent routine on ice I'll be getting them sharpened a lot more often because it just feels better yeah. to skate like that and I think a lot of people don't they're never too sure about where to get them like sharpened but like for me I just took them straight to the place where I purchased them like in the uh, the actual store and actually they're always really helpful I just said look are these blunt do they need sharpening especially as a beginner you don't always really know what what to look for um yeah. and actually the guy turned around to me and said oh my goodness <laughs> like I can't believe you haven't got these done sooner like how have you been actually staying on your feet so yeah <laughs> it's always always nice to seek um advice from a professional if you're not sure yeah or even just a coach at your local rink I know it can be scary but sometimes if you just say oh excuse me please could you see if my skates are blunt they'll be happy to tell you yeah definitely and point you in the right direction of someone who can sharpen them for you yeah for sure now 
speaking of boots and things let's talk accessories because I know when I first started I was like oh my goodness I want everything like I went on a massive haul on Amazon and just ordered loads and loads of different things that I kind of thought would support me in my skating some were super helpful others maybe not so much so if you don't mind can you just like talk us through what you have in your skate bag Okay, so I had a bit of a different experience. When I started skating, I was obviously a student on a student budget. So I sort of splashed out on the skates. And then I saw all these lovely Zuka bags and all these lovely skate guards. But of course, I'd spent all my money on the boots. So I just have a wheelie suitcase, which I cram all my stuff into. And I have, okay, let me see. I have my gloves, obviously. (laughs) And I have some leg warmers, which I got from Decathlon. Um, I have plasters and paracetamol in my skate bag because I'm a warrior okay I have my hard guards which were just like some two pound ones I bought in the skate shop um I have my soakers but these are a new addition because at the skate shop they were all really expensive and I thought I could just use like a microfiber towel so I didn't go for them initially okay but now now I have them I wouldn't be without them no and to be honest I agree with you there because I didn't used to have soakers when I started and then I couldn't figure out why my blades were going rusty and everyone was like it's because your hard guards are holding all of the like moisture and then it's just sitting on the blade so yeah Yeah. definitely I think soakers are kind of um, undervalued or they're not really like bigged up are they but actually they're quite essential (laughs) always get off the ice just with the urge to stuff my face with chocolate so yeah I have a little pouch in my skate bag just full of snacks yeah 100% and I think also drinks as well because you don't realize how thirsty you get when you're on the ice do you no definitely not I always need a drink yeah I don't know about you as well I I in my bag I like to have what we call bunga pads which are like soft jelly things that you put on your ankles which hopefully help reduce the need for the plasters because they stop your boots rubbing I think especially when you're oh, really? first starting out as a beginner um your boots tend to be quite stiff don't they um so actually yeah. for anyone that finds that they've got skinny little ankles like myself um bunga pads are definitely a must if you want to save getting bruised or blistered ankles um so just an extra little tip for anyone out there oh. This leads me nicely to introduce my second supporter of the series, Owl's Skate Shop. Now, Owl's is the largest skate shop in the UK and their main store is based in Blackpool, but they also have a smaller store found at the D-side rink. Although Owl is the face and the name of the brand, there is actually a close-knit team of six others that all work together to bring something different to the table. This helps to provide a vast wealth of knowledge to their ever-growing customer base, ranging from absolute beginners to professional skaters. Whether you are looking for something related to figure, hockey or roller skating, our skate shop will be able to help. They pride themselves on their impeccable customer service and they supply only the highest quality of products to cater for all shapes and sizes. Their ever-growing provision means that they are able to facilitate specialist work, including conversions of boots, blade profiling and sharpening even the most intricate of brands. And although a majority of their business is currently online, you can be sure to find everything that they have in store and more on their brand new website, wheelsonheels.co.uk. Now, Chloe, 
Chloe, I think it's important that we acknowledge the wonderful work that you have done to support the skating community. And I wondered if you would mind telling us a little bit more about your this marvellous blog of yours. Oh, thank you, Amy. That Honestly, that means so much to me because I was really stressed about starting it. So I obviously graduated in the middle of a pandemic and I found myself a bit lost without my degree and without ice skating. And I knew I wanted to put something out there because it's quite hard to find resources for beginner skaters. There's a lot of stuff out there for jumps and spins and all those sorts of things, but not much about actually starting as an adult. So mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, I'm going to put some of my spare time into starting a blog and see what happens. And I was really only expecting about five people to read it, but you guys have been so supportive and it's been amazing. I've loved every second of it, really. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I mean, for any listeners that haven't come across it yet, like I would highly recommend that people subscribe to your email list because actually what you've done is written a few of the most incredibly honest and heartfelt articles that are highly relatable to other skaters and especially those kind of beginners where I know at first we feel like, there isn't really a lot of support out there for us um so I know when I came across it I was I was like oh my god yes like someone actually knows how I'm feeling right now um and I think one in particular that really resonated with me was the article that's titled um a quick message to beginners you deserve to skate now wow already what a powerful title to give your your article but can you just explain a little bit about this this article in particular and kind of your reasoning behind writing it (laughs) um yeah so it's really funny that you would bring up this particular article actually because because I'm dyslexic I spend a lot of time and I have really bad imposter syndrome and I think that no one cares what I have to say So it takes me a long time to put together one of the blog posts and I sort of draft it and I redraft it and I spell check it. But with this particular one, I just felt so strongly that people shouldn't be feeling this way. So I just had to get something out there. I literally just wrote it, wrote it, wrote it and pushed post. And that was that. I just so for those of you who haven't read it, the article is basically saying that um, people have been messaging me and saying that they wanted to do you know an ice skating insta or they wanted to start lessons but they didn't feel like they were good enough and they were looking at people who were better than them and as I was reading the messages I thought oh my gosh that's so silly no one is going to judge you but I realized I also felt that way so I just wanted to put something out there and just say look guys if you see someone doing something great tell them because everyone is aspiring to the skills you're doing yeah like if you're learning to, for example, Salco jump, there are people who are learning three turns who are looking and watching your three turn entry into that jump and thinking, wow, I wish I could do that. Yeah. But you're so busy thinking about, oh, I can't do the Salco. It's so stressful. Yeah. Without realizing how far you've come. So I just wanted to put a little reminder out there. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, uh, do you know what? It's absolutely lovely to hear you say because I know even personally, like, we are all guilty of placing that kind of immense amount of pressure on ourselves to progress quickly or to be definitely else and we're always envious I mean it's it's like everything in life like if we've got straight hair we want curly hair or if we're quite slim we want to be a little bit bigger (laughs) like it's only natural for us to always want what we can't have but actually I think with skating it's not that we can't have it it's just that we're not there yet and that's what people need reminding of and and I think it's kind of our subconscious fear isn't it of feeling embarrassed or or being fearful of making ourselves look silly because we're not there yet but actually 
we all have to start somewhere like you say um yeah and people know that they understand that um and I think actually speaking about this kind of whole feeling embarrassed and fear I know you've we've mentioned earlier on that you've recently changed your Instagram name and I know there's quite a lot of meaning behind that and I wondered if you wouldn't mind just sharing that with everybody because I think it's really important that people kind of see where you were and where you've come yeah oh my goodness so when I started skating I would only skate on public ice I was terrified to use patch I just I didn't feel like I deserved to be there and I didn't think I was good enough and I felt really intimidated and it was around that time that I made the account so I was obviously posting skating videos on there and I was terrified of someone I knew seeing them and thinking well why is she posting that on Instagram that's rubbish like why is she posting that silly you know two rotation spin yeah but I've come so far now and I've completely just let go of that because I've realized I would rather be the person that is putting things out there and trying new things and you know doing fun things with my life than a person sitting there judging others and saying oh she shouldn't be doing that that's silly because you know I'd rather be the one having the fun so I've kind of come so far in my confidence I now do use patch and I love it and at first I hid in the corner but now I'm getting better obviously we're in lockdown but before lockdown I was definitely getting better so I just wanted the account to reflect that really and I decided to change it to my real name because who cares yeah people can laugh at me it's fine I can take it yeah no and I think that's lovely it's so nice to hear that your confidence has built that much um and I'm sure you're not the only one out there I know even when I first ever went on a patch session I probably Instagrammed about six different people from the rink like oh are people judgy like (laughs) I shouldn't be there because I'm only like at level this and actually it's not like that at all um no and I think a lot of the time it is just our own anxieties that we are that we're that kind of letting take over um, yeah. which is really sad and it, and it shouldn't be that way but at the same time it is natural and I think there's totally there's this thing that I like to kind of explain to people in the fact of we kind of have two different types of fear when it comes to skating you've got your kind of rational fear um where you're skating you think right if I do this wrong I might slip and fall and hurt myself and that is going to hurt because while the ice is hard like that's a rational fear like it's true that that's a fact it could hurt but because it's a fact we kind of know how we can try and resolve it so things like wearing crash gear gear so that if we do fall then hopefully the impact won't hurt as much as if we had no crash gear at all um so there's that kind of rational fear but then we also have this irrational fear which is the kind of those things that we let our kind of our minds just kind of run away with um things like everyone's looking at me I can't do this maybe I'm I'm fatter than everybody else or things like that and I'm struggling to do a crossover and they find it really easy and and actually is that a fact like do we know that the person over there is judging us right now well no we don't we can't tell because we're not that person and I think what's important for people to realize is kind of when they're having these anxieties it's to take a step back and think well is this a rational fear or is it an irrational fear because if it's an irrational fear we need to look about how we're going to manage it so that it's going to not dishearten us and make us feel like we shouldn't be there but instead thinking no actually that's ridiculous I can do this and like use that as an opportunity to help empower yourself and and do better Um, And I know that you've kind of 
said mentioned before that you've had quite a lot of difficulty around anxiety um and some days it's kind of taken over taken over your life and you feel like this is like you can't cope um and I just wondered if you had any kind of advice to other skaters um who are maybe training alongside more um advanced skaters and kind of any advice on how to cope with those rational and irrational fears okay so I am the worst for this so I actually went to skate I went to a public session but there was really some really high level skaters there and I was so intimidated and so embarrassed that I went home and I didn't skate again for a whole year because I just felt so sad that I wasn't as good as them but I think the big turning point for me was realizing that you're not in competition with anyone and like that girl having you know a double axle she wasn't born with that she's worked hard and she's learned it and she can be my inspiration and I can aspire to be like her rather than looking at her and feeling jealous and like attacking myself so I think that was the biggest turning point but also just speaking to these people has really helped me because if I'm at the rink and you know I'm working on something and there's someone who I feel is amazing and they're judging me and looking down on me I'll just smile at them and say wow like what you're doing is amazing I can't wait until I'm doing that stuff and it usually sparks a little conversation that they're all lovely people I mean of course there are exceptions but in my experience just breaking down that barrier because they're probably worried that what they're doing isn't good enough because they think you're probably watching them and thinking oh you know they're trying all these difficult moves and they can't even do it and nobody is thinking that at all everyone is just so busy worrying about what they're doing yeah a hundred percent and actually that's it's a lovely way of looking at it a very positive way to look at it because like you say there is no point in trying to work yourself up and put yourself down when actually the truth is that other skater is probably way more concerned about training for their own program or competition yeah. coming up they don't care what you're doing in the corner like so <laughs> it's definitely something that people need to remember like we aren't there to criticize one another if anything we should be seeking those opportunities to to support one another and say actually that was amazing like well done like, yeah, can you show me how definitely. you did it <laughs> yeah and I love watching other skaters who are like more advanced than me like if if someone has a really great jump I'm like please can you do that again I really want to see that because a lot of the time you see it on Instagram but to see someone do it in front of you in person is really inspiring and it makes me think wow one day I'll be able to do that yeah and I don't think it's great definitely and it's it's totally mesmerizing isn't it when you see someone do it and land it so perfectly you're like oh one day that'll be me (laughs) I know (laughs) isn't it lovely (laughs) But it doesn't come overnight for sure. Like it took me probably my whole year of skating to start to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's been a bit of an unsettling year, but yeah, don't be hard on yourself if you are feeling anxious because everyone feels this way. And it's just about learning to kind of cope with those feelings and yeah. realise they are just feelings. Yeah, definitely. And like you say, it's about having that, making sure that you're, rewiring your own mindset because so many people will have ha- will have lived with these anxieties for so long that actually sometimes yeah. it can be quite hard to break that barrier and think no actually I need to change my mindset and remember that we are all here we all have our own journeys and we will all get to where we want to be eventually it's just like you say it takes time um, yeah. now something that I want to highlight here because like I said you've been doing loads for the skating community recently um, and actually you've recently set up a Facebook group page haven't you that's linked to your blog called figure it out um, 
And I wondered if you just wanted to share like what the purpose of this group page is, because I think a lot of people might want to join and kind of get get involved with it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. If you're listening and you're not a member, please just come and join us, because essentially what I wanted to create is a kind of group chat for beginner skaters, because I know a lot of people feel like they aren't good enough to make an Instagram account or to, you know, if they have an Instagram account, but they have a relatively small following they might not get the feedback and the interaction with other people that I've been so lucky and so grateful to have. So I wanted to create a place where everyone could experience that. So I started this Facebook group and you can just post, you know, your videos, or even if you're not comfortable putting a video, just asking a question saying like, what do I do with my arms in a three turn? And people will answer and people want to support you and hype you up. And I think it's just a really nice place to be and I'm really excited about where it's going yeah and it sounds fantastic and kind of being able to give like skaters that platform to have a safe space where they can communicate with others in a completely judgment like judgment free zone um so yeah fabulous and well done to you for setting it up because it takes a brave person to get these things going Uh, yeah it was really scary I was so worried that no one would want to join but everyone has been so positive and so excited about it that it just makes me so happy really fantastic so our final topic to discuss today is this um term of recovery and picking ourselves back up after either an injury or a fall Um, and these could either be physical or mental or sometimes even um both So I guess you have a particularly unique story in relation to recovery due to the fact that you had a sudden change in your health during your mid-teens. Is that right? Yeah, I had quite a big operation on my back. For those of you who don't know, I had scoliosis, which is where your spine goes in an S shape. And at first it was relatively mild, but then it ended up needing metal rods put in to keep me straight, basically. Gosh, wow. That must have been a hard road to recovery if you've kind of got metal things in your back (laughs) yeah it was like sort of not learning to walk again but just like standing up and walking and everything was hard to start with but you know now it's a distant memory and I honestly forget it's there to be honest yeah well that's incredible and do you find that that kind of has an effect on your skating now as an adult or do you is it something that you like you say you don't really notice Yeah, I think it's something I don't think about too much. Like, I honestly forgot to tell my first coach for so long because we were doing backwards crossovers and she said, oh, hug the circle. And I said, oh, I can't really twist that far. Do you think it might be because of the metal rods in my spine? And she was like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Because I just forget. And then certain things I try and do and my, my spine just doesn't bend. But in terms of falling, it obviously does worry me to an extent. And I think that's why I struggle to get height in my jumps. But I'm kind of of the attitude that I could, you know, fall down the stairs and equally injure my spine as I could on the ice. So I think for me personally, it's worth the risk and it's worth doing what makes me happy because anything can happen at any time. It's not something I consciously think about while I'm skating because. Yeah. And that's that's brilliant to have that kind of mindset. Like and you're obviously incredibly passionate about what you do on the ice and your skating um so that positive mindset is is meaning that it's not stopping you which is which is great um and I guess we have to kind of look at these setbacks 
as hurdles. Um, I use the word hurdles instead of the word barrier because in my mind, the word barrier means something that stops you, but actually you're not letting this stop you. Um, I think it's just one of those things that we have to learn to overcome and to, to live with so that we can still enjoy all those wonderful things that we do on the ice. Um, yes, definitely. So, yeah, I think I think you've done really well there. Um, something we want to really share out with the listeners today, I guess, and this is something we've spoken about previously, is that the only limitations that we have are the ones we kind of set in our own minds. Uh, yeah, because so true. Yeah, because if you if you have the passion there and you have the energy and you're willing to try, then that's all you can do. Try your best, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. And then having that belief in yourself. And again, like you say, building up that confidence will make a huge change in the progression that you make on the ice. Um, yeah. It's about kind of making sure that that you're that you're just willing to give everything a go. Yeah. And I think sometimes for me personally, I was terrified of falling at first. Like I trip over my own feet all the time, mm. but I managed to save myself a lot of the time. But a lot of the time in trying to save myself from the fall, when I do fall, it ends up hurting me more. And I found that as I've become more comfortable with falling, yeah, it, it's not scary anymore because on the ice you fall and you slide. Yeah, <laughs> It doesn't hurt anywhere near as much as I thought it would. I mean, touch wood, obviously you know injuries can happen but yeah. nine times out of ten I just land on my bum and just slide across the ice and I go whoopsies and then I get back up <laughs> and carry yeah. on and it's so true because I know I've done it before and I had one fall and I tried to save it and I actually ended up injuring myself even worse because I threw my weight back so quickly that I ended up landing then straight on my coccyx Ooh, and ouch. causing myself to be off the ice for a good two to three weeks so oh, no. it just goes to show when you try and fight it you end up causing yourself more pain and I think it's as you say as you get more confident in falling which sounds bizarre to say but actually yeah. it's true the more confident you get with falling and trying to make sure you fall kind of on those fattier areas of the body <laughs> yeah um, the less pain you have and actually the more fun you have it and since yeah. then I've probably belly flopped on the ice about three times <laughs> <laughs> I love the ice now it's my best friend I, I just throw myself at it yeah, if the jump's have... going badly I'm just like oh well here comes the ice <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just have to embrace it and kind of in some ways you just have to t- like take take the mick a bit of yourself don't you yeah, um, and I know I've especially learned this since being um off the ice with lockdown having to train um in inline skates um because it's so much harder and, and like yeah. you say you don't have the the added um extra of being able to slide because once you hit concrete you just stop <laughs> yep so, you go um, down I, I <laughs> on the floor but I would say the ice is e- like is nicer to fall on <laughs> it really <laughs> is it definitely is <laughs> yeah for sure sorry I just wanted to say one more thing yeah. because I get a lot of messages of people saying you know do you mind if I start an ice skating blog or I'm thinking about starting a blog but I'm scared and I just wanted to say if anyone out there is thinking about doing it please message me. I'm so happy to help because I want to inspire you and I want to, you know, inspire people to create more resources and make there be more things out there for beginner skaters. So if anyone is thinking about it, please drop me a message. I'm so happy to help. I don't feel like you're copying me or anything like that. Like I'd really like for more people to be doing it really. So yeah, yeah definitely drop me a message if you're thinking about it. 
Oh, now, Chloe, it's honestly been such a pleasure to chat to you. And I honestly wish you all the best as you continue to train and to share your passion with others and to inspire others with all these wonderful things you're doing. Honestly, with these little things, I genuinely have such imposter syndrome and such a feeling of why would I even write a blog post? Who am I to say anything? But like the response I get from everyone and like from you as well is just so touching. It makes me so happy. I yeah. love it. No, and I'm so pleased. And I think that's something that everyone should take away from this episode today is that actually we as a skating community are not here to judge one another, but we are here to support and to build one another up. Um, and yeah, it should be a judgment-free zone and a place where we can c- communicate and to kind of advise one another. Um, so thank you so much, Chloe. And hopefully we'll speak again soon. Wow, what a truly inspirational character Chloe is. But please be assured that if you have been affected by any of today's topics, then to check out my podcast description for some ideas of where to seek further advice and professional support. Finally, I'd like to say a big thank you to my supporters, Spiral Magazine and Our Skate Shop, and to you, the listeners, because without your content suggestions, the discussion points raised in today's episode would not have been possible. You've been listening to A Skater's World with Active A and until next time, be kind to one another and skate safe.